Welcome to the Return of Roots Mill Vet Podcast, your guide through the journey from military to veterans in the community. This podcast is dedicated to service members, veterans, and their families. Get ready for inspirational stories and experiences generously shared by our amazing guests. Stand by for the sound of freedom. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to remind you of two essential resources, the 988 National Hotline for Mental Health Support and the MYTT365 app available at mildevet.com. Both are valuable tools to assist you in your transition journey. Now let's get to the show. So, man, you guys you guys already nailed the purpose thing, but let's just let's just hammer it down even more. Let's get this dead horse deader. <laughs> What was it that it took you to, to find your purpose? What was that, that thing that drove you into that? And I kind of want to prefix this a little Mm -hmm. bit because a lot of, a lot of the veterans, a lot of service members, service members right now, you have your purpose, but when you get it pulled from you and yeah, yeah, some of us volunteer to get out but it's still getting pulled from you. It's no longer your purpose. You're no longer staff sergeant, uh, Rodney or, or, uh, Sergeant Thomas or, you know, chief, uh, Jonathan Hernandez, you know, you're no longer that identity. Yeah. You lose your identity. And then the final whole entire new purpose after that can be really troubling, especially, for yeah. community. So what, what did it take you guys to drive to your purpose? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, you going first. Me? You want me to go first? Okay. Okay. <laughs> La- La- twist my arm. Twist my arm. Okay. So what it took, oh my gosh. What it took for me to find my purpose, it's it's really interesting because I come from a long line of independent women, mm. even back in just after slavery um, that ended. A lot of women, especially on my maternal side, were very driven to have their own businesses, to have their own dreams. And that was not typical for that time period. Case in point, my great grandmother, Mm. uh, a lot of my family comes from Detroit and my great grandmother had her own food bank. She built from nothing, had her own church that she ran, which was not typical for a black woman to do at that time. Um, she also had her own radio show, um, and then also dreamt of being a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, um, my grandfather, my great grandfather, was abusive to her. And one day, they had a big argument, and in a drunken fight, he threw a screenplay that she wrote uh, for Cecil B. DeMille because. For however it happened, they became, she and Cecil B. DeMille were friends. Unfortunately, there were, there's no save button. 
there's no computers at the time. So the script that she wrote was thrown into the fire. So with that ended her dream of being a screenwriter. She felt defeated in that. Although she was so accomplished in all these other things, the dream of her being a screenwriter died with her in the in that fire. So this story has been passed down from my great grandmother to my grandmother to my mother and to me. And so when it comes to purpose, I feel like for me it's stronger than just knowing my purpose. It is a straight up calling because sometimes I feel like I'm reconciling a debt that's owed to my family mm. because of a dream deferred. Mm. And so a lot of times, in particular in my family, everyone in my family joined the military because there was a reconciling of a specific debt that they wanted to rectify in the family, whether it be financial um, hardship, whether it be um, a forgotten dream that they, someone in the family was not able to attain. And in an interesting way, um, that grit was passed to me. And I know that for my purpose is to really heal the generation in my family that was damaged. Mm -hmm. And so with my sister specifically, they joined the military because not only they wanted to serve their country, it was even bigger than that. They wanted to break a generational curse of having lack mm -hmm. within the family. And so they were able to do that. Even my oldest sister, what she did for me, even though I did not join the military, my sister set aside US savings bonds from the age of eight all the way up until I was 18. So I can go to school. So I can go and go for it with my dream. And so for me, I have to keep that why in front of my face because it's not just about what I wanna do. Even though I said, yeah, this is my dream, this is my dream. It's bigger than that. I am healing some very deep spiritual wounds that was created, even though it is not my fault that it happened, I feel like it's my responsibility to heal it. Mm -hmm. And so with anytime I'm going to an audition, anytime I am writing a script, anytime that I am speaking, I know that it's not just about my cup being filled, it's about somebody else out there that is struggling with the why. And I'm just here to give a gentle reminder mm. as anytime you are do, going through a transition, whatever that looks like, if you're when you're transitioning out of the army, there was a reason why you joined in the first place that is bigger than just serving your country. You know that you wanted a better life. Your dream doesn't stop just because one chapter has ended. That's just the beginning of a new one. And so I know for me personally, I got a little chip on my shoulder because I know, <laughs> I know that there was a lot of things that my family has to heal from. And I know that not everyone out there is perfect. Not, no one, no one out there has a silver spoon in their mouth unless you, um, mm. a Rockefeller. <laughs> 
And so you have to keep that consistent why in front of your face all the time. Even for me, I do vision boards. I journal all the time. I have to, for me, I have to keep it in front of my face because that is a soul contract. That is a promise between me and God that I am here to accomplish this purpose. And for me, it's not just about being an actor, not being a multi-hyphenate. It is about being a blessing to this family that I was born into and beyond. Woo! I, I love I love what you just mentioned about the vision boards, and I kind of want to recircle on that real quick. Yeah. I think vision boards are more important than even writing your goals down. Oh yeah. You're you're actually when you draw it, like everybody right now, one of the most valuable exercises you can do that will change your your aspect is to write Take a piece of paper, big mm-hmm. would be nice, but take a piece of paper, write five, 10, 15 on the top. Five year, 10 year, 15 year. Now write everything you want to accomplish. Draw it, draw it all down. Draw it, yeah. Just draw it up there as much as you possibly can. Uh, as much detail or as little detail, you only got five minutes, just do that. You'll be surprised what you put up there. I did this last March as an exercise. Yeah. And I wrote 5, 10, 15. I drew. I filled up this entire page quickly. Took me four minutes. And I've accomplished everything on there except for one thing. Mm. That's okay because it's coming. It's just, just in, it's in process. That's all. You just need to draw it down. Yeah. Not just write it. You have to you have see, to see it. yourself doing it writing goals is one thing but Mm -hmm. drawing your goals and visioning yourself there is how you're going to line all your steps absolutely Absolutely. i have my vision boards right next to my bed so every morning i see it Mm -hmm. and you keep it in your mind because everything starts to align for you to accomplish that goal on that vision board it's so powerful having the visual aspect you have to uh, right. I was just ministering to a brother of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were we we uh, we get together. We just chat. You know, people at our church. We just hang out with each other. And we just talk. And we had this passionate talk about vision boards. So, um, oh my gosh, yes. uh, Plumman, Plumman, if you're listening to this, thank you, because it's so funny how you know these things that we talk about pop up over and over and over again in different conversations. Yep. Wow. That's a, that I call those God wings. It's just confirmation. Like, yep. He said God wings. I like God that. wings. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's like, keep listening. That's what, that's, that's the answer. That's the answer. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. What, gotta, what about you, King? I got to take the hat off. Got to take the hat off. <laughs> All right, Yogi. How deep can yes. we go with this one, Yogi? We're going to enter the matrix hey. with this. One. Hey, go in, go in. Yeah, I'm, right. right hey, man, I'm comfortable hanging out here on my couch. So, I'm good. <laughs> so a wise young man named Karis once said, you are more powerful than you ever imagined. I'm going to show you proof right now how powerful you guys are. If you close your eyes and I say McDonald's, can you see the golden arches? Mm-hmm. How can you see the golden arches if your eyes are closed? Okay. 
If I tell you to close your mouth right now, say rock star. Did you hear the voice that said rock star? How did you speak with your mouth closed? See, that right there is proof that you are more powerful than you ever thought. So how do you take something out of the imagination and bring it into the real world? Well, biblically, it says faith without work is dead. So faith is the dream. You have to come up out of the dream in order to turn it into reality. So you can have the vision in your mind, but now when you take it out of your mind, you put it on the paper, the one to five, the 10 to 15. Now you can see it. And then you have to put the action behind what you're stating. And this is how it becomes real. The question is, can you be consistent and disciplined in when you're working towards? I'm going to say that one more time. Your imagination is the gift that whatever you want to call it, God, higher power, higher energy, whatever you title it, that's not my business. That is where you are able to see in the spirit world. When you take that out of the spirit world from what you see, you put it down on paper. You can write it. You can draw it. You can do whatever you need to do to be able to see it. Once you see it, you have to think about it. That is called a business plan. And when you do a business plan, you have to put the business plan into action. Okay, when you do a business plan in business, they have a thing called a SWOT report. A SWOT report is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And the reason why they do this in business is so you can get a better return on investment. They do this yearly. They do it monthly. They do it quarterly. And they do it weekly. Okay, true. Well, if you understand business, then you have to understand you because a business comes from a person. They call the business the straw man version of you, right? Mm -hmm. So my question is, if we do this in business, when was the last time you did a SWOT report on your own life when you looked in the mirror? When were you mm -hmm. last time honest about your own strengths? Average answer. When was the last time you were honest about the things that you can work on so you can get better? When was the last time you were really actually a go-getter about the opportunities that are in front of you? And when was the last time you were prepared for the threat that comes with it? Because in the no's that you're getting, that is the preparation for the yes. That's why they say heavy is the crown, because different levels provide different devils. It's like a video game. At the end of level one, you beat a boss, right? When you get to level two, the next boss is harder. So sometimes you can't get your next blessing because if you get it too soon, it could be the thing that will kill you. So you have to get in the gym of your life to be, become prepared enough to lift your dreams. So my question is, how heavy are your dreams and are you in the weight room of your life to lift it? And to be in the weight room means you have to be consistent in your mind, body, thought, spirit. When was the last time you meditated? When was the last time you turned social media off? You turned television off? When was the last time you just spent some time with you? It might be scary to you, but let me show you something. This is going to be the greatest gift ever that I could show you. Everybody put their hands up on camera. Can you see my hand? Okay. The thing on my hand, there, there's an imprint. There's a code. There's a code embedded in your hand. Look at your hand right now. Do you see the lines in your hand? Do you know what these little, little lines in your hand are called? Finger starts with a P. Anybody know? Yogi, Chris? Finger, purr. It's one word. Finger, purr. 
Come on, somebody help me out. Your the friend. lines in your hands are called fingerprints. Yeah. Fingerprints. Okay, Yogi and Chris. That's what I'm talking about. Fingerprints. Why are y'all cooking with grease? So, Yogi and Chris, can you tell me somebody else with your fingerprints? No. No? Can you tell me somebody else with your DNA? No. So doesn't that make you a masterpiece? Yes. So if you're a masterpiece, why are so many people willing to die a copy when you were born original? See, you were more than the military before you were ever born. The military was just a subsequent choice of your life that you chose, but it is not your life. So when something is taken from you, it is an opportunity for something else to manifest. But if you choose to stay stuck in your feelings, which is a choice, which you're not wrong for feeling some type of way, but the only thing is I have one question for you. Did you become comfortable in your military lifestyle and you choose not to learn anything else and your comfortability was taken away from you? The safety net of, I know I'm going to get paid on the first. I know I'm going to get paid at the end of the month. I know what I'm going to do when I wake up. I know. Well, if you can be that disciplined for the military to protect our country, which is an amazing thing. Salute to everyone who's done it. Why can't you have the same discipline for your own dream? You got up, you wore the uniform, you ironed the uniform, you creased your boots, you saluted, you stood at parade rest, you did PT, you worked out, you did all these things for the military. Why can you not have that same energy for whatever your dream is that was in your imagination? Because I guarantee if you serve the military the way you serve the military, if you serve yourself the same way that you provided service, there's no way that you can't be great because you were great since the day you were born. But somehow, in some way, we allow somebody's words or someone else's thoughts to influence us to believe that we're not good enough. But your fingerprints are proof that you are worthy, that you are original, that there was no one else like you. And that's why it's okay to think different. That's why it's okay to move different. That's why it's okay for your dreams to be just as valuable as anybody else on this planet. And the proof, the proof of everything that I'm saying is why did you get to take the next breath? Because somebody just took their last. Somebody just took their last breath, but you get to take another one. So what will you do with that opportunity? And anytime I end in speaking engagement, I always say this. This is something that I feel like God gave me. I don't care what you call it. I just call it God for me. If you died today, would you give yourself an A plus on life's report card? And only you know the answer to that question. But if not, and you're blessed to see the next day, you better live like it's extra credit. Because tomorrow is not promised. We are six degrees of separation from loving each other, but sometimes we choose to be addicted to poison. But every day that you wake up, Yogi, Chris, it's an opportunity to change your future. But, however, it's a closer day to your grave. So what are you waiting for? You should be great with every single breath you take because it could be your last. 
last. So why not? Be That's great? beautiful, man. Yeah. That is beautiful. Why not be great? That's my question. Why not? Why not? I I gleaned something off of what you just said, man. You, yes, sir. You mind if I mind if I put something out there? Is it considered to be a disservice to not serve yourself so you can also serve others? To take care of yourself, to pour into yourself, to attend that extra training, to read that book, to listen to that podcast, to watch that that little bit of fun, you know, to spend time with your family, to invest in things that are for yourself while you're also investing in yourself. Because not doing that, mm -hmm. one, what's the point if you don't? take care of yourself but two how why are people going to want to spend time where they can't also serve themselves exactly and i oh man i i know what you're going to do with this oh yeah oh yeah you know about to get down chris i i, I, I talk about this kind of stuff all the time Oh yeah. The oh. things that are around you are either gonna fill you with poison or they're gonna fill you with the stuff that you need to continue to pour into each other. Or so go ahead, brother. I want to hear this. Or they're gonna leave you empty. Yeah. 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 So but go ahead, Ken, go ahead. Speaking of Yogi, this is you. Mm -hmm. But then when society starts to talk trash and say all different types of stuff and you want to help everybody. And you, you, you don't have no boundaries. You don't know how to say no. So you're always telling everybody yes. Eventually, you're going to do this with everyone else. And everyone else's cup is going to be full. Your cup is going to be empty. But the problem with this situation is your cup was meant for you. Yeah. I'm going to say that one more time. Your cup is meant for you. Yes, you're supposed to be of service. Yes, you can be a blessing, but you can't save no one until you know how to save yourself. First point. Second point, what's supposed to happen is because if you pour everything out of your cup and you're empty, then you're frustrated, you're depressed, you're mad, you feel isolated, you feel like don't nobody understand you, you feel this emptiness. And you can stay stuck in your emptiness. And your emptiness could be the absence of love, drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever you want to fill this cup up with. Because when the cup is empty, you're going to fill it with something. Yep. You're going to fill it with something. I don't care what the poison is. You're going to fill it with something. So my question is, what is your addiction? Mm -hmm. And how do you get rid of it? But the most important thing that I want you to understand in this whole demonstration is you're supposed to continue pouring into your cup. And when your cup is full, you're supposed to allow people to get the overflow. Right. So that way you're always full. That way you always have your joy. You always have love. You always have peace. Because even when you get on the plane, they tell you to put on your own seatbelt first. Put on your own mask first. I, well, what about my children? Well, you can't save the children or protect the children if you don't know how to protect you. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to be the example. So when you show the children how to do it, they'll know how to repeat it. So we, you know, hey, Noel, she talked about 
generational curses mm. and it being broken. Well, we can pass down bad things as well because we can pass down the bad habit of not knowing how to say no. Yeah, We can pass down the bad habit of not knowing how to love, mm -hmm. not knowing how to protect, not knowing how to be vulnerable and say, say hey, un Uncle Johnny did this to me. Not knowing how to be able to come home saying, hey, I was bullied at school. Mm -hmm. Not knowing how to have these type of conversations because your child can't come to you if you're empty. Yeah. Because you don't have room to hear what he has to say because you're too busy hurting. But when you can have peace in your life and you can heal in your life, then you can take on the weight because you're full of love with yourself without it destroying you. See, that's why they have the phrase called hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And we continue passing that energy to one, to the next person, to the next person. Well, if that's true and we can pass on pain, like, like, like if we can pass on pain, then shouldn't we be able to pass on love too? Yes. So which do we choose? But how can I pass on love if I don't know love for myself? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me go deep one time. This is just one time I want to go deep for y'all, right? There's oh, an analogy. One, one time, one time. There's an analogy. <laughs> it's called Transformers. Have y'all ever seen the cartoon or the movie Transformers? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right, we got some Transformer fans Make, in here. Megan Fox <laughs> being there. No. All right. So in Transformers, the good guy's name was Autobots, right? Right. The bad hey, guy's name was bro. Huh? No, they're the good guys, man. Decepticons. The good guys, the good guys with the Autobots. The bad guy's name was Decepticon. Decepticons. Okay, Yogi, how did they come up with the word Decepticon? Because they decept they deceive you. Oh, oh deceived and con. So when mm -hmm. you have deception and you can con a person, you can create a Decepticon. Okay, cool, cool. So Yogi, a Decepticon's job was to come to planet Earth and steal all the energon. Okay. Right. So have you ever been in a good space where we're all having a good time and it's fun and love, and then a person walks in the room with negative energy, and then they walk out the room, and then all of a sudden, the energy in the room has changed? Yes. And now the energy is toxic? Well, that person yes. was a Decepticon. Have you ever been lied to? Have you ever been deceived by somebody? Has somebody ever tricked you and hurt your feelings and they drained your energy and all of a sudden you didn't feel like yourself anymore? Yes. You just felt like you were walking on autopilot? Yeah. Well, when you were walking on autopilot, that person made you an Autobot. Mm -hmm. But an Autobot can never defeat a Decepticon until it learns how to do what? Protect itself. Close. Transform. Bam. <laughs> we have to learn how to transform our mind, our mind, because the Decepticon will never stop coming. You will always have Decepticons in your life. You will always have different struggles, different trials, people that don't believe in you, all different type of Decepticons. But you have to be willing to transform your mind. You have to be so deeply rooted in how much you love yourself and where you're going. When the wind blows, you don't fall over because you are mm -hmm. deeply rooted within yourself, your higher power, and most importantly, with love. See, when you can ground yourself in love, it doesn't matter when a hater comes because somebody could tell you, hey, Yogi, your podcast will never work. 
Hey, Chris, man, I remember when you used to do this, man. I remember when you used to do this and that and that in high school. And yeah, 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 yeah. You think you're a big shot now. See, you will always have a Decepticon, whether it's in your face or now because it's 2024 or we're on our way to 2024 online in the comment section. You will right. always have oh. playing that role. I welcome those haters. <laughs> Thank you. But can you be the <laughs> or the hero of your life when the Decepticon comes? Right. So it's funny that you mentioned that, right? Um, and I, I don't follow much what uh, people post, good, bad, or ugly, right? Um, but Chris called me one day, and he was so excited. And I, he couldn't talk. He was just, like, bambling on the phone. I'm like, dude, like, what is either one, are you dying? Or what is wrong with you? Like, seriously, what's, what's going on? Finally, when he calmed down a little bit, he's like, Dude, we got our first hater. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand what that means. You made like, it. That means we made it. You yeah. made it. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I don't yeah, understand where you're coming from. Yeah. He's like, we got this guy on YouTube, and he's just talking so much crap about our podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> we made it. And I was like, yeah, man. that's it. All right, bro. <laughs> I, I remember when I got assaulted by the police when I first got here and I booked my commercial and it started airing. All the same people who said I wouldn't make it, they were like, yo, I saw you. We made it, baby. We did it. Like, we? You know what? We did. Because I needed, sometimes you don't need the congratulations. Right. Sometimes you need the person to tell you that you can't make it. Sometimes pain will push you further than happy. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes pain will push you and turn you into something that you've never seen before because you never want to feel that pain again. Oh, yeah. So pain isn't always a bad thing if you change the perspective of how you're using it. Sometimes pain can be the fuel that pushes you to a stratosphere that you've never seen. And that's why I'm happy you guys made it because the fact that you made it allowed us to be here. And hopefully what we're saying is a blessing to so many more people. Yeah. Agreed. And I always say like, Righteous anger gets shit done. Mm. Mm. That's how I, <laughs> my internal rage, I use it to create positive action. Righteous shit always gets things done. I love that. We'll put that on a shirt. It just does. Uh, I wanted to share this with y'all. Um, I, I, I've only shared it with two other people before, right? Um, and I used to be it really came came to life in 2015, right? When I was going through uh, what I call my midlife crisis. Um, and in 2015, I just had this challenge. Mm -hmm. And it was this person who I felt that person was like ripping everything out of my life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I told my friend Priscilla, uh, I was like, when I make it, I'm going to call that person I'm gonna be. I'm gonna sit in front of an audience. They're gonna be the first front chair, yeah. and I'm gonna tell them because of you. Yeah. This is where I'm at right now, right? Yeah. And she she told me she's like Yogi. That's holding on to so much hate and anger. Yeah, and I was like, you're right, but I'm I'm being spiteful right now. You're right, but I'm still gonna <laughs> hold on to it, right? Because I I, 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 I couldn't get it out. Yeah. But now we go back to what you're mentioning and. All of that pain, I don't see them as uh, 
I want to physically bring them in front of me anymore and say, mm. because of you, I'm here, right? As a matter of fact, I, I visualize them now every single day, especially on the hard days. And, and they're all sitting, all those people that have caused me pain, they're sitting right there in the front rows. And I tell them, because of what you taught me not to do, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And thank I thank you for that challenge. Yeah. So I, I, I want to bring it right back a little bit to uh, something that you were mentioning, King. And going back to my favorite book, right? You were talking about at the end of every level, there's, you know, there's a challenge, right? That you have to oversee. Um, mm. The alchemist, he talks about uh, one, pursuing your own personal legend, right? Yeah. And then that when your own personal legend is about to be revealed, mm. you have to face every single challenge to know and make sure that you are worth mm. what is about to be given to you about that blessing. Yeah. yeah. So, That's no, like, it, like I'll go, 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 go. I look at it like, tell me one dictionary that you'll find success before sacrifice, failure, and opportunity. So you got to be willing to fail at the opportunity and sacrifice to get the success because those are the ingredients to success. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's extremely powerful. Yeah. I love that. I, here's a formula. Hearing plus listening times understanding to the second power of action will lead to a change in your life. Wow. Hearing plus listening times understanding to the second power of action equals a change in your life. Because when you're hearing, are you hearing to really listen or are you only hearing the voices in your own head? And when you're listening, are you listening to understand or are you listening to rebuttal? And if you understand, are you willing to take action or are you being willing to ignore what you're being told? And if you do understand it, are you willing to apply it? So once again, hearing, plus listening times understanding to the second power of action will lead to a change in your life. Because if you actually apply this, there's no way that your life can be the same if you actually really listen to a person. If you're actually, excuse me, if you're actually really hear a person, mm -hmm. if you're really listening, mm -hmm. if you're really understanding the information and you're applying something new in life, there's no way life can be the same because you're doing something different. And every time you do something different in life, you have to get a different result because that's just the way the math works, right? Yes. And the last formula that I really believe that a change your life is emotional intelligence equals life Welcome divided by you. Day. Alexa, not right now. Please <laughs> <laughs> See, you gotta different. say it again. I got you. But I, I want y'all, I'm, I'm so glad that happened, right? Because sometimes when you're vibing at such a high level, a distraction will try to come in to divert from where you were. But yeah, you my kids are those. Those are my kids right there. I'm just vibing all the time. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you still gotta stay focused. Yeah. So the formula was 
emotional intelligence mm -hmm. equals life divided by you. Now, this formula will change your life if you understand what I just said. Emotional intelligence equals life divided by you. Well, King, what was that? What does that mean? Well, when you were born or created, you were given the gifts of emotions. Your parents didn't teach you emotions. You were already pre-programmed with emotions inside of you. Your emotions can be your superpower. At the same time, it can become your kryptonite when you become emotional. There's a difference between having emotions and being emotional. Have you ever became emotional where you did something and when you came out of your emotions, you regretted that you did it? So the difference between having emotions and being emotional is your emotional intelligence. The difference between emotions and being emotional is your emotional intelligence. That pendulum swings back and forth. So we got the first part, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. We would all agree that life was here before us, correct? correct? That makes life the numerator. In life, the ingredients are good experiences, bad experiences, okay? And you are the common denominator of your own life, right? Because everything that happens, good or bad, happens to you from your perspective, right? Right. So based off of your emotional intelligence, you'll create your own heaven and hell based off of your good experiences and bad experiences, how you feel about it. See, when you can control your emotional intelligence, that's why they say self-discipline is the hardest discipline. But when I can discipline thyself, no matter what the situation is, and I'm still working on it. I haven't mastered it yet. I have flaws. I still mess up. It's part of it. It's part of the growth. But life is good and bad experiences. But how I feel, how I choose to feel about my good and bad experiences, how I choose to Honor the bad experiences, but not stay stuck. To not fall into the sunken place. Because we can crawl out of the sunken place, but that is a choice and that is work. The question is, are we choosing to work or are we going to give up? The question is, are we choosing to save ourselves because we have the strength? If we could take another breath, that means you have the strength and the power within you to save yourself. I have a friend named Pauline. She has no arms and she has no legs. She is a mother. She's an entrepreneur. She is a business owner. She is a millionaire. And her motto is, I have more I cans than I cannot. What is your excuse? And this young lady has no arms, no legs. But see, from the outside, you would say, oh. But she says, don't feel bad for me because my life is amazing. Because our perspective would make us think that, oh, my God, she has to go through so much. That doesn't mean that she doesn't experience her highs and lows, but her emotional intelligence won't let her see nothing else but glory. Nothing else about the opportunities. And there's nothing that will stop her from getting to where she's going. And guess what? You have the same gift with this inside of you. We're not doing nothing special. We are just living our life to the best of our ability. And that's how we got here. And the truth is we both could be doing way more than what we're doing right now, but we're grateful for what we've done. 
We've honored the footsteps that we have accomplished. And if we want more, then that next devil is waiting to see how bad we want what we say we want. Because every time you say you want something more, life says, okay, let's see how bad you want it. Relationship problems, family problems, job problems, social media problems. It's going to throw everything at you to see if you're prepared to get what you say you want. Can you handle what you're asking for? Or are you just asking? Because sometimes you have to be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Get it. Mm -hmm. So my veterans. I think a lot of. I think a lot of people just do work. Yeah. Yeah. Just do work. They just mundane tasks over and over and over again in their, in their life, and without knowing your purpose, without knowing your end goal without visioning it, without uh, harnessing everything that's happened to you and taking that, like wh what you said earlier about the charcoal or uh, it's kind of like charcoal in the fire. I think that's what you said. Mm -hmm. it's, you need charcoal to burn to keep that steam motor going. Yeah. yeah. You need charcoal to cook things. You need, char you know, the, the heat, the pressure, all that stuff. So if you're just working to do work you're never going to go nowhere oh. but if you but mm. if you use work with purpose dri driving it it's yeah. not work anymore it's just getting you to where you need to go for your next destination right so when you're doing what you love when you're doing what you love yeah let y'all on a little secret right it's called programming We've been programmed to be slaves. They just changed the words around. I'm going to show you how they programmed us. We know the alphabet, 26 letters, and then we know our vowels. Our vowels are A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. See, there's a program in that, A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. You're like, what are you talking about? Well. The program in it is, and sometimes why. You should always want to know why you're doing what you're doing, but you are only told to ask why sometimes. So when you're not asking why, you're only doing it because someone else told you to do it and you don't even know why. What if I slowed it down and I said, hey, I owe you and you don't even know why. Hey, I owe you. And you don't even know why. A plantation in the business is the same thing. What? Well, in a business, you have a worker bee, you have a manager, you have a CEO. Well, on a plantation, you have a slave, slave driver, and massa. Their names are just different. <laughs> the principle of the situation is the same. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with working on someone else's dream, but while you're working on someone else's dream, ain't it crazy that you can be let go at the 19-year mark and all the work you've done goes down the drain and you ain't never did no work for yourself? Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to start over? Isn't it crazy how you can serve in the military all this time and all of a sudden you don't get to be soldier no more? What am I going to do? What's going to happen? Life is going to continue happening. And so can you, because guess what? You learn so many different things in the military that you can apply right now to your dream. You learn so many different disciplines that other people might not have.
So what you do is you take all the things that you learn, good or bad, in the military, and you apply that to what you love, man. You love more than just the army. You can't tell me the military is just the only thing that you've loved. I only love the military. I love nothing else. Well, you love your family. You love something else. There's other things that you love. So when you take the same disciplines from the military and you start applying that same service to what whatever it is that you love, you're going to get different results in your life. And then you'll spark a new fire that's within you that's dormant. It's not that the fire is inside you. It's dormant. And you have to put your energy into your fire. You could tell how successful you want to be with what you do in your downtime. You can tell how successful you're going to be with what you do in your downtime. Are you just playing Xbox? I got one. Or are you working towards the journey? Are you a prisoner of distraction? Or are you working towards the dream? Mm-hmm. The dream is right there in front of you when you look in the mirror. You are the dream because your ancestors dreamed about you. Mm-hmm. My ancestor dreamed about me. My ancestor who went through slavery wished that he could have an apartment, wished that he could be an actor, wished that he could be on a podcast. Somebody dreamed and prayed about me a long time ago. I am the answer to my ancestors' prayers. The question is, will I answer the calling? Will we answer the calling? Because somebody prayed about us a long time ago when they were being beaten. Rape, hung at the stakes, waterboarded, so many different things to fight for the equality that we have. So how can we become so comfortable in our comfort when the comfort that we have come from our ancestors' bloodstains? All the veterans, you know the legacy that we have? You know the lineage? You know how many people countlessly lost their lives and we joined that lineage that fought for us to be where we are? We are so much more than just what we fought for. They fought for us to have our dreams come true. They fought for us to showcase how original we are. They fought for us so we can have the freedom to showcase our ideas. Mm -hmm. And the flag says liberty, freedom, and justice for all will hold it accountable because your ideas are the proof that will give you the freedoms, the liberties, and justice. And guess what? I don't feel like I have freedom, liberty, and justice, but that's not an excuse for me not to fight for it. That's not an excuse for me not to make that dream come true because we got this far because someone else was willing to fight. How much further can I carry that torch? Because that's what I feel my responsibility is, to continue carrying that torch for someone else to be able to pick it up and make the world a better place. Because the reason why the world was hurting is from the absence of love. Mm-hmm. When people manipulate your love, when they disrespect your love, when they mistreat your love, then you don't know how to love someone else because they took that vulnerability away from you. Men, women, sometimes what men do to women in the household, you know, I know this is a little off subject, but you know, I like to say it like this. They say the structure is God, man, woman, child. Okay, well, men, we always want our women to be submissive. Submit to me, submit to me. Well, who are you showing an example of submission to? See, if you show me what an example of submission looks like, then I will be willing to follow you. But I can't follow someone who's not leading me and showing me what submission is. One, two, 
then we rob women of our fem femininity because if we're not at home, then a woman has to do both jobs and then we're upset with her because we're like, well, you're not feminine, you're too masculine. Or how can I not be in my femininity if you're not home to protect me so that way I can have my feminine space? And then if men and women are together doing the right thing, be an example for the children, then what do the children see when they grow up? Then they become a product of the environment and growing up in a toxic situation. And then we wonder why we have so much hurt and pain in the world. I'm a, I, listen, I'm talking from my failures because I didn't get it right. I didn't have it right. And I'm working on getting it right. So I have to be honest about my own vulnerabilities and my own flaws as a man, as a father, as things that I didn't do. Because if we can't be honest about our flaws and our truths, then we can't stop hurting. And the first step is being able to admit that there's a problem. You cannot fix the garden if you're not willing to go back in and pull the weeds out of the garden so the flower can grow. Mm -hmm. Are we willing to get in the garden of life to fix the seeds? That's it, man, because our, 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 our visions, our dreams are seeds because we call this place Mother Earth, right? And in Mother Earth, we plant seeds into the ground for the seed to grow. Well, it's the same thing when a man implants a seed into a woman, we put it inside of them for the seed to grow. But if we don't nurture it, if we don't take care of it, then what type of situation is the plant supposed to grow into? What type of situation is the seed supposed to grow into? See, the seed is still a seed, but you know what? They have this thing on these seeds. It's called I being, and it's a plant where it has inscriptions. And on the plant, you have inscriptions of I love you, happiness, joy mm -hmm. and when the plant grows the plant grows into this beautiful manifestation but then they have another plant and the plant grows up in toxicity and it says hey ugly die the plant withers away so the question is how are we growing our plants how are we growing this earth what are we doing are we growing in love or are we growing in toxicity and if we know it's toxic are we honest enough to say it's toxic and do we have enough love in this world or not even in the world do we have enough love in ourselves I don't need to point at nobody else to change. I need to point at King. Do I have enough love in me so I can be a difference? Because if I can be a difference, then someone else can be a difference too. And that's how we start changing the world one person at a time. Because if there's a virus running in the system of the world, then how come we can't be the antivirus with love? With that, I want to... Have you heard about the rice uh, experiment? The rice experiment? No, I haven't. So uh, Masaru Emoto, he is uh, Japanese. Um, I don't know what his title is or what he does, but he put three pots of rice with and uh, added water to them, right? Okay. In one of them, he would only speak negative words, right? Mm. You're trash, you're ugly, you're horrible, blah, 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 right? The other one completely, completely abandoned it. Wouldn't do anything to it, right? The last one, he would tell it. And this was every morning, right? right? The last one, he would say, you're beautiful. I love your rise. I love what you're doing. Thank you for sharing the space with me. Nothing but kind words. Right. Within a specific amount of time, the first one, literally turned black wow the second one uh started festering and fermenting mm. worms and everything but on the first one nothing would grow right? right on the second one worms and other 
um, things started growing, right? On the last one, it started flourishing, yeah. right? And, and, and it's they were all in the same space, controlled environment, everything, right? Um, and jokingly, I put it into practice with a we're growing plants here in our RV, right? And every morning, uh, you know, we wake up and we say, I love you. You're growing beautiful and everything, right? Uh, I had a plant of um, mint and it was starting to die. And also a cilantro. And after we started doing that and made it a, a routine and we're legitimately coming out of a place of love with it. Yeah. It, they, they're flourishing. Wow. Completely yeah. flourishing. It, it's, but if if we if that is something quote unquote an inanimate object, right, mm -hmm. that has allegedly no no brain, no superpower, no anything, mm -hmm. what do we do when we either abandon, or when the only thing that we do is because, as you were saying earlier, right, because of frustration, because we don't fill our own cup. Our cup is empty, <coughs> and we just we try to uh, educate our children, and we yell at them instead yeah. of, "Hey, I I love you. I'm gonna be patient with you, and I'm gonna, even though you're acting wrong right now, mm. it does not mean that I still don't love you, right? Right. Uh, and just just one more thing that I want to share with you guys. Um, That's good. My, my my dad, he he had some issues, right? And when he grew up, um, he was essentially uh, my grandfather uh, kicked him out of the house, said, go mm -hmm. figure out your life. Right. Um, and so my dad went to Mexico City <coughs> and he was homeless. He was surrounded by people that did drugs and stuff like that. Right. So he had a very rough childhood. Um, but even then, you know, I, I'm blessed that I'm the baby of the house, right? And, and I was able to see him from a different perspective. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. Right. But I tell you what, the minute that, and, and when you said it earlier in the conversation, um, when someone bullied me the first time after we came to the States, I was already like 12 years old. Mm. Big old, big old kid, right? Uh, came on and just punched me, right? And I wouldn't show my dad. I came home. I like hit my face. I had a big old black eye. He found out like three days later when I was like just walking like this. He's like, "What is wrong with you?" Right? Yeah. Uh, he finally saw it, and he, I wouldn't tell him who he, who it was or anything. Yeah. He came to my school, <coughs> sat down in front of the kid, and he's like, "If you ever touch my son." You will be messing with me. That's all he had to say. But you know what? It wasn't about putting fear on that kid. Mm -hmm. I, you. I felt yeah. his love. Yeah. And, I, and, and that was the first thing that when you were saying that, that it brought me back to, yeah, he was not perfect. Yeah, we're not perfect. We're always growing. We're always evolving, right? But it's those small moments that we show and share our love with everyone else yeah that is amazing and with that i don't want to let this opportunity go by i want to give christine the person that introduced us together a big old shout I mean, out 
because she because not only is she absolutely amazing yes. she has a beautiful heart full of wanting to help our veteran community and she's so passionate about just being here for us yeah yeah. So. yeah shout out to, big shout out to christine shout out to uh what was it new level fitness new level fitness new level fitness next, next level fitness next next level fitness next next level fitness we messed that one up but we got it back we got it back and <laughs> shout out to uh patriots and pauls because they're doing some amazing things as well they are they're doing yeah. And then, are we gonna be able to see y'all at the uh, golf tournament? With yeah, yeah. For the first we'll goal. Yeah. When is it? What's it's the date? Be- March eighteenth. Oh yeah. 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 She, she knows. Yes, we are going to be streaming there live. Um, so we're excited to be there and you know shake hands, kiss babies, and just enjoy the show. Yeah, man. So excited. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's. That's so awesome. Um, I, I love your guys' story. Um, be, before I go any further, do you have any save rounds or alibis? Anything else left? I'm sorry, say that again. Any what? <laughs> save um, rounds he, or he alibis? Understood. He, he understood me. Oh, and he man, I not really at the end of the day, it is about being true to your calling. That that for me is everything. Being true to your calling, no matter what the circumstances look like. And that's <coughs> really what I got. Excuse me, sorry. Stay true to your calling, y'all. No matter what <laughs> distractions, no matter the circumstances. <laughs> Love it. Speaking of Love a distraction, it. right? When you call them out, they, they become a distraction. See, they. <laughs> Listen. Y'all wouldn't know I'm I'm fighting the flu. So um I'm here. Um no, well thank you. Yeah, of course. There was no way I was missing this. No. My only question is why not you? Everybody else that you see, why not you? Why not battle? We have put ourselves in situations that most people only play Call of Duty couldn't even dream about. So if we can overcome the reality of that, the reality of war, the reality of the ugly side of the human experience and survive that, you can't tell me that we can't do anything. Anything is possible. Because what we've overcome in those situations, we can't even talk about in certain places because people can't even understand that language. It's a, it's, it's a great secret that's not even a secret. It's just a language that they can't understand. They can't understand not having their battle wake up till them the next morning. They can't understand living in a foxhole. They can't understand mortars going off beside them. They can't understand seeing their friends with shrap metal through their body. They can't understand that people going back to long stool Germany getting triaged before they actually go home. They can't understand that you think you're about to go back home to your family, but you're told that you got to stay 60 more days. They'll never understand that. But you're telling me that you survived something that they can't understand and your dreams is not possible? Make, make that make sense to me, Battle. Because we've already did the impossible. We've already done the unthinkable to the most average person. So you, if we can survive that, there's no way that we can't make our dreams real because we've already done it. We've already done the unthinkable. 
So if we can do the unthinkable, the same way that we pass or pass that is the same way that we can love ourselves and be a servant to ourselves. Now, yes, sometimes I like to quote the Bible. One of my favorite scriptures is faith. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's well done, my good and faithful servant. The key word in that scripture, you guys, is servant. A servant is a person that provides a service. As veterans, we provided a service, right? So there's no difference between a business and a person. A person has a social security number. A business has an EIN number, right? But if a business has no customers, you have no business. But the scripture says, my good and faithful servant. So when you can be good and faithful in your service, there's no way that you can't blossom and grow. So I just gave you the secret to how to get out of that dark place, which is continuing doing what you've already done, which is be a service. Now it's just not to America, but now you're being of service to you. And when you can be good and faithful in your service, you will be blessed. Because if you don't like your bank account, maybe you haven't served enough people. But in your good and faithful service to the multitude of people, there's no way that you cannot reap a harvest. It's King Jacqueline Martin and my beautiful queen, A. Noel Jackson. Hey, so listeners out there, you got Noel and King. They just laid down a whole bunch of like amazing stuff, you know, talking about um breaking generational curses uh talking about uh giving birth to giving birth to it and rubbing in the whole entire uh, story about you got it chris i think yeah. i just lost okay yeah, yeah right. and, and just sorry i lost part of my audio oh. <laughs> don't mess me up. Look, oh, that's man. a distraction, distraction trying to make sure you don't yep. get the message you might bless too I, many i love people. it man you know, and talking about righteous anger gets shit done, uh, and talking about uh, charcoal in the fire, so many different awesome things. And these two have way too much content for me to just sit down and go over. So please look them up. I'm gonna yeah. throw their uh, I'm gonna throw their LinkedIn on here, even though they're not very uh, uh, common on checking it that often. Right. But you can find them on Instagram. Yeah, I'm calling y'all out. <laughs> Contact me on IG. This is for you. Hey, we want different platforms to speak on. Look, if you guys enjoyed our conversation and you're looking for different motivational speakers, um, A Noel is amazing, as you can see. I'm pretty amazing myself. We're looking for different stages and different platforms to just be a blessing to people. So bless us and we'll be there. So. All right, brothers and sisters. Hey, look, it's your transition. It's all rainbows and unicorns out there. Yeah. So pick it up and take charge of it. Yeah. Build it out. 